Welcome to a life-changing encounter with the Word of God presented to you by Rev. Bright Nkrumah, the senior pastor at the Kodesh Family Church, Bronx North. He is an anointed pastor and teacher of the Word of God, affecting many lives. Now, get ready to be transformed by this message. Find yourself in a house of a great person. Amen. So we are privileged. Um, this afternoon, before we start our service, well, it's part of our service. I want us to take a few minutes. We want to pray regarding Swelling Sunday. We want to pray for a few minutes regarding Swelling Sunday. There's been a lot of prayers going on, and I believe that God is going to look favorably upon us and he's hearing all of our prayers amen. Amen. amen wonderful yeah i think you are getting the microphone to work awesome are you ready to pray oh, yes. wonderful so we want to take a few minutes and pray we want to pray first that our hearts be converted amen. that our hearts be converted amen. you see when you don't have a converted heart and God has not put a spirit of compassion in your heart, you will not really care about souls. You see, I don't know how many of you have a burning sensation in your heart about the loss. You see, not many of you. Not many of you go to bed with souls on your mind and rise up with souls on your mind. Not many. But when God converts your heart and places such compassion in your heart, your heart burns for the loss. Amen. 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 So we want to pray this afternoon for that kind of heart. Amen. 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 We want to pray that we will have compassion for the loss. What was it that was in Jesus' heart that when he saw the multitude, the Bible says that he was full of compassion for them. Amen. Amen. And the scripture is in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 36. It says, But when he saw the multitude, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. Mm. Now, to be moved, to be moved is to have that compassion. What will move your heart? I mean, there are so many of you, several things move your heart. There are several things that move your heart. Some of you, food moves your heart. You know, when you hear of a place where there's food, your heart is moved. Some of you, money moves your heart. You see? Some of you, money moves your heart. And whatever it will take to get money, you will do it. Amen. Some of you, marriage, your marriage, your wife moves your heart. When you hear your wife's voice, your heart is moved. Or when you hear your husband's voice, your heart is moved. So there is something, you see, you realize there is something in your heart. That when you see the person, it moves you. This afternoon, we want to pray that our hearts will be moved. And we will have a desire, a strong desire to bring many people to the Lord. Rise up to your feet, let us pray. For that compassionate heart, compassionate heart, 
Jesus didn't pray for him. It was in his heart. What he told us to pray for is to pray to the Lord of the heavens that he will send forth labors. But for him, it was something that is in his heart. Let us pray for that thing that was in his heart. The compassionate heart of Christ. In the name of Jesus. Lord, give us a compassionate heart. The heart for the lost. Let a burning desire come upon us. Burn our heart with compassion, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Father, that our hearts be moved when we think about the lost. When we are invited to call upon the lost. Lord, let our hearts be moved for the healing. For directed Philip to the Ethiopian eunuch. You see, there are many who are yearning to hear about salvation of Jesus Christ. And we pray that the Holy Spirit will direct us Amen. to such people, to invite them. Such people, the Lord has prepared them. So may the Holy Spirit lead us and guide us to the unrich, to the unsaved. The ones that he has prepared the ones that you are drawing near, that you will draw nigh unto them also. Lift up your hands and pray for the Holy Spirit, the help of the Holy Spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, give us, oh God, your Spirit. We say, without your Holy Spirit, we can do nothing. Moses said, Send me not if your spirit will not go with me. Let your presence be with us and move us to God to the unrich. Direct us to the unrich in the name of Jesus. Father, order our steps to the unrich, to the unsaved in the name of Jesus. Let the Holy Spirit be our guide. Let it be our light. Let it be our direction. Your word says the steps of the righteous. They are ordered by the Lord. Lord, order our steps. Like Philip, direct us to God to the hearts that you are prepared. Direct us to God to the hearts that hand after you in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. Now I want us to pray that the Father will send souls Jesus. on our solid Sunday. Amen. He will send many souls Amen. into us. He will direct many souls this way yes. in the name of Jesus. Yes. Yes. He said, Thus saith the Lord, I will for this be inquired of by the house of Israel to do it for them. Amen. I will increase them with men like flock. Hallelujah. Amen. God is able to increase a group with men like a flock, Jesus. like Amen. sheep. Amen. That when you look, there will be many people. God is able to do that. But he says he will do that if you inquire of him, if you will ask him. Hallelujah. This afternoon we want to ask God that that is what we want. We want to petition to him that we want him to increase us with men like flock to flock people into this church in the name of Jesus on our swollen Sunday that he will mobilize the people unto us. God is able to do that if you will ask him. Do you believe that? Lift up your hands and ask him. He says, if you inquire of him, I will be inquired of the house of Israel to do it for them. And he says, he will increase us with men like Lord. In the name of Jesus, Lord, direct souls, direct the lost unto us. Bring them like flock, oh God. In the name of Jesus, as we have asked of God, let it be done according to your promise, according to your word. Lord, we stand on your word and you say, yes, if we will inquire of you, you will increase us with men, with men, with men, like flock. Let us see it, oh God. Let us experience it. The Lord is able to do it. He says they shall flow into it. The all nations, people of all tongues, they shall flow unto it. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Rama Sokemayan Dorian Daraba. Shibendema Sokemayan Daraba. Rikamayan Dorema Sokemayanda. Shandere Bebebe. Yan Dorian Daraba. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Now, finally, I want us to bind a certain demon. Amen. Are you ready to bind yes. the demon? This demon, his name is Excuse. Amen. Amen. You know, Excuse is a very dangerous demon. Very. You know, Excuse is a very dangerous demon, and I will explain to you why. Excuse is that demon that gently and reasonably turns you away from God. Yeah. True. You know, so it is a very dangerous and a subtle demon. And it has, he has attacked so many people. So many people. And you have justification. And he reasons with you. You know, it's not a demon that attacks you and makes you sick. You know, that you know that the demon is attacking you. It's not a demon that breaks your car and you see that this car was functioning well, it's a brand new car and it's a demon that is, I mean sometimes the demons can rise up and break all the cars in your house. Do you know that? Yes. Oh yes. But this demon is a dangerous demon because he reasons with you. Polite. And you are justified, he's very polite. And he is justified. 
it will attack you. And then you welcome him to attack you. Are you listening to me? So this afternoon, I want us to bind this demon, this demon of excuse, in the name of Jesus. There's a demon that attacks Christians. There's a demon that attacks unbelievers. And it justifies why they should not seek God. Why they should not come to God. Hallelujah. Amen. This afternoon, let us lift up our voices. He said that no man in Mark chapter 3 and verse 27, he said, No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he will first bind the strong man and then he will spoil his house. You have to first bind the strong man. This strong man of excuse want to bind him, want to spoil him before we will break and release the people that is attacking. Lift up your voice and pray and bind this demon in the name of Jesus. Demon that give excuses, excuse of tiredness, excuse of I need to work, excuse of I need to rest, excuse of you are too tired to go to church today, you feel too sick to go to church today. That demon that your car is not working, you cannot go today. The demon of you are tired, the demon of your child
and I must needs go and see it. I pray thee, have me what? Excuse. Another said, I have bought five yoke of oxen, and I go to prove them, or I go to check them, to see how they are. I bought them already, I paid for them. But I have to go and check them. I pray thee, have me what? Excuse. And another said, I have married a wife, and therefore I cannot come. What an excuse. So that servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said to his servants, Go out quickly into the streets and lanes of the city, and bring in hither the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou commanded. That means I have brought in all the poor, all the maimed, all the hogs, and all the blind people that I could find on the street. And the, then the servant said, yes, there is room. That means the hall is still not filled. There are empty seats. And the Lord said unto the servants, go out into the highways and the hedges, and compel, compel. This is the word that is translated from the Greek word anakazo. A-N-G-K-A-Z-O. Anakazo. He says, go to the highways and the hedges and compel them to come in that my house may be filled. That my house may be filled. For I say unto you, that none of those men which were bidden shall taste of my supper. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 This is an anakazo man. Hallelujah. Amen. And we want to analyze this story and see how we can practically apply anakazo. So practical steps to anakazo. Number one, use anakazo to prepare a great supper. We use an akazo to prepare a great supper. Hallelujah. Amen. So anyone who wants church growth must prepare for it. Amen. If you want church growth, you must do what? Say that again. You must do what? Prepare. prepare for it. You have to prepare for it. Hallelujah. Say prepare. prepare. Say there's a need for preparation. Amen. I want everyone to say there's a need for preparation. You must prepare for it. Most Christian outreaches are not successful unless there is a lot of preparation. Ask yourself, how much preparation has gone into anything you do? If there is a lot of preparation, there is usually a lot of success. Crusades, church growth and outreaches depend on your preparation. This Anakazo man prepared for this great program. Amen. Being in the ministry has not happened without thousands of hours of preparation. Wow. Sermons I preached to 10 people some years ago are the same sermons I am preaching to thousands of people today. Wow. Preaching to a small group of 10 people was part of God's preparation for me. 
So if you want God to use you mightily to do anything, you must start preparing now. You must start preparing now. Hallelujah. If you want any great thing from God, you want to have any great thing to do with God, you must start preparing now. Say amen. amen. You take every opportunity you have to do something in the house of God. You take every little opportunity there is to do something in the church. So in fact, whatever you are invited to do in the church is a great privilege and opportunity for you to prepare for something great. Hallelujah. Anything that you are asked to do. So whenever you shy away from doing anything, you are shying away from greatness. Because everything is a preparation. You may feel inadequate, you may feel not qualified, but it is a preparation. Amen. Look at the young people at the back who are now operating our sound system. They didn't know anything. They didn't know anything. They didn't know anything about sounds and Zoom and preparing all these things. Today they are able to prepare. Today they are able to do it. It took preparation. It took preparation. Amen. Is, is somebody listening to what I'm sharing with you? Yes. Number two, you see, preparation, let me tell you, is something that you are going to encounter in every sphere of life. Hallelujah. Preparation, anything that we want to accomplish, anything that we want to accomplish is going to require preparation if we want it to be successful. Anything. Look at your own life. Look at any great thing that you have accomplished. Any great thing that you have accomplished, it required a lot of preparation. It required a lot of preparation. There is no great thing that has happened in your life that did not require preparation. Hallelujah. If there is a lot of preparation, there is usually a lot of success. Hallelujah. If there is a lot of preparation, there is usually what? A lot of success. Amen. You see, when you put in the effort, you know, everyone knows that preparation is difficult. Preparation is never pleasant. Preparation is difficult. And the more difficult the preparation, the greater the success. I'm telling you. The one common thing that is with preparation and success it's difficulty. I tell you, it's true. The more pain you experience, the more success you will get. If you are preparing for anything and you are not experiencing any pain and suffering, you are not experiencing tiredness, you are not experiencing frustration, you are not heading towards success. I'm telling you. Are you listening to me? Yes. You see, the career that pays top salaries, okay. any career that pays top salaries requires a lot of preparation. The reason why you are, your salary doesn't pay a lot is because it didn't require a lot of preparation. I'm telling you. 
Why did you stop that thing when you started? It was hard. It was difficult. And when, since you stopped, you, you came down. Are you listening? You came down. But the difficulty must not stop you. What you need to understand is that it is preparation and it comes with difficulty. And everyone who has achieved it went through that difficulty. If we don't prepare, we will not see growth in our church. We have to prepare ourselves. Amen. Every opportunity you have, every time you have an opportunity to do something difficult, it is great preparation. Hallelujah. And don't think that, you see, life is not sectioned. Life is not broken into sections. Are you listening? What I mean is that life is not broken into, you know, you finish this and then you move on to this. Life, real life, is not like that. Real life is not like that. We don't finish doing this and then we move on to that. Life is such that so many things are done at the same time. A lot, a lot, a lot of things. Don't understand what I'm saying with you. You are sleeping and standing at the same time. You always do many things at the same time. That is real life. And if your life is not like that, you are not heading towards success. I tell you. Any person who prepares well is able to do all things together and well and do them well. Are you listening? People who prepare well, people who prepare well in life and do things well, they are, they are people who are called good employees. Are you listening? They are people who win employee awards. You don't understand? People who prepare well, they are people who win employee awards. And at the same time, they can also be described, the same time, they can also be described as excellent students. I'm telling you, you can believe it or not, but that is a reality. Even for students, young people, for students, when they are even looking for admissions to colleges, are you listening? When they want to go to good colleges, they are looking for the type of students who can do so many things at the same time. That is the reality of life. They are looking for students who can do so many things, playing soccer, running tracks, uh, in student government, community service. You are in church. You are showing them that you go to church on Sunday and you lead prayers or you pray, you, 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 you are in a choir or you play some instrument or you are an usher and at the same time you are doing well academically. That is the kind of person they want. Those are the ones that they give money to and say go to school for free. So I don't understand when it comes to God, we want to finish something. We want to finish school before we come and serve God. We want to, it is too much. We want to finish the marriage. We want to finish raising our children before we come to serve God. We want to finish this career before we come to serve God. We want to build our house. We want to pay for our house. We want a down payment. We are working hard to get a down payment before we serve the Lord. It does not work like that. And we say, God understands. God knows that I need it. God knows that I need that. 
How come that when it comes to God, you want to finish life in section? You want to finish the marriage, marry and have your children and enjoy the child and let the child grow and let the child leave the house before you come to do the house of God, the work of God. How come? Meanwhile, that same person, you are able to be a wife, you are able to be a mother, you are able to be a student, you are able to be uh, a grandmother, grandmother, and all combination. And you still call your best worker. But when it comes to the church, it's too much. Grandmother, mother. What a shock. Amen. You need great preparation. And when you have great preparation, you can do great things. Hallelujah. Amen. Does somebody understand what I'm saying with you? Yes. Number two, use an account to influence many people. You will notice that this man in Luke chapter 14 held a great supper and invited many. The Bible says he made many. He invited many people to come. And one of the primary reasons churches do not grow is because Christians keep to themselves. Christians keep to themselves. Amen. You cannot keep to yourself if you want to be an effective witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot keep to yourself. Are you listening? You cannot keep to yourself. If you want to be an effective witness, you cannot keep to yourself. When you sit on the bus, when you sit on the train, you can decide to be friendly with the people that are around you. You can be friendly to the nearby people and talk to them and get the opportunity to share Christ with them. Whenever you have the opportunity. People chat with people about all kinds of things. People sit by you and the person, they look at your hair, wow, that's so nice. You know, and they start talking about your hair and you can talk, they can start with your hair and talk from bronze to far rock away. <laughs> far rock away, they're talking about your hair. Share Christ with them. Jesus has done something for you. Jesus has saved you. Jesus has delivered you. Jesus has separated you from going to hell. He has delivered you. Why don't you share that with somebody? As you say, it is not your responsibility to save them. Leave that to Christ. What you are supposed to do, he says that he gave you the power to become witnesses. Just a witness. And tell them what he has done for you. Amen. Number three. So an accountable person does not keep to himself. Say, I will not keep to myself. Amen. Enough of keeping to yourself. Enough. You know, I see Christians. You, you, everywhere we go, we keep to ourselves. Yeah. They go to party, just the Christians together. They go to funeral, just the Christians together. They go everywhere, we are together. How do you witness? How? You witness to one another? Everywhere, we are together. Number three, you and a casual. And never cancel your service. Anyone practicing an akazo is not prepared to cancel his service. So you see, we are looking at the steps that this man took. We are looking at the steps that this man took. 
we realize that these are practical steps. He was, he, he was able to go out of his way to invite other people, many people. He invited many people. He invited many people. Amen. Amen. So use anakazo and never cancel your service. Anyone practicing anakazo is not prepared to cancel his service. Every pastor in going through the normal processes of church growth will experience highs and lows. But a pastor with the spirit of anakazo will never cancel his church service. He will decide to press on no matter how many people attend. He will decide to press on. You see, when we decide to come in person, many people chose they will still stay online. And it's an excuse. Giving all kinds of excuses to stay on, online. Because I tell you, if we put a job here and we have a job fair, from the time, the same time we have the service, and or we having some form of free citizenship, no interview, or we are even giving out some free checks. How many of you, if we announce on our platform that we are giving free checks, the first 200 people that will be in church, everybody will get a thousand dollar check. The government, the government has approved a post COVID. Um, something, something that we can give to church members, people in our church. Stress relief, post-COVID stress relief fund. And we are giving thousand dollars. We only have limited, so the first 200 people will receive a thousand dollar check. How many people, including the pastor? How many people do you think will be here from 2 p.m. that how many people? Do you think on that day there will be anyone on Zoom waiting for the service? Zoom, I'm talking to you. They are on Zoom. They can hear me. You are laughing. They will all be here. They will all be here. Amen. So you will experience the highs and the lows, but don't cancel. Amen. A pastor with the spirit of an akazo will never cancel his church service. Hallelujah. He will decide to press on. No matter how many people attend, he will decide to press on. This man was not ready to cancel his party. He was not prepared to cancel his party. No one showed up, but he was not prepared to cancel his party. But center leaders, do not cancel your meetings. Do not cancel your meeting. Even if you go on and you are the only one, don't cancel. Don't cancel. Don't, you can, at that time, just call your friend. Call any friend, your co-worker. Call anyone and say, listen, I'm trying something and I need your help. I need your help. I'm trying this thing. I need your help. I'm sending you a Zoom link. I want you to join. Let me see how it will work. And when the person joins, Preach to the person. Preach to the person. Preach. He said, just a few minutes. I need just about 30 minutes of your time. Just 30 minutes. And call another one. Don't cancel. And then he said, ah, when did you start doing this? The thing you said was really, it's true. You see, the word of God, you have no idea. 
When you open the scriptures and you are reading it, there is something that he adds to it. And it says that he does not send his word out and returns to him void. It will accomplish something. It will accomplish something. I said it will accomplish something. It will never return to him void. Amen. Amen. So just call three, four, five friends and say, listen guys, I need your help. I need your help and I need just 30 minutes of your time. Do you have 30 minutes to spare me? Yes. And just preach. Speak the word. So what are you doing? Just 30 minutes. Just listen to what I'm just saying. And then you, I, I guess, end it. Amen. Amen. Don't cancel your meetings. Hallelujah. Amen. Use an acaso to prevent having empty halls. So what? This Sunday, we are an acaso when the people to come. We are an acaso when we are dragging people to come. And no matter who you are brought, when you are coming and you see someone, just bring the person also. From the grocery store, from just bring them. Amen. Amen. In fact, when you are driving, you see someone, just stop and say, Come, 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 come. Where are you going? I'll give you a ride. But before that, let me just let's pass through church for. And then I'll take you back. Amen. I'll make sure someone else will be. The next one, use an acaso to prevent having empty halls. Use an acaso to prevent having empty halls. We should not have empty halls. We should not have empty halls. We should not be having empty seats like this. We should not be. All these seats must be filled. The sanctuary was built with all these skills for people. It was not meant that we will out. Amen. So we should have that mind that whenever we see an empty seat next to us, it's an opportunity for us to practice an akazo. It's an opportunity to bring someone to sit on that empty seat. Amen. Don't let your, your, your house be empty. We should not. Hallelujah. Let's apply an akazo to fill every empty seat that we have. Hallelujah. He said, Jesus is the one that told the story. Jesus is the one that told the story. He says, compel them. Go and compel them to come. For what? That my house may be filled. That my house may be filled. God does not like his house to be empty. His word is too precious to be preached to an empty hall. Are you listening? Yes. Receive the spirit of an account. Amen. Amen. It should burn in your heart. You know, that, that spirit should be burning in your heart. That why should I be sitting down? Why should I be sitting down and people are just going back up? Listen, if we don't drag people to serve God, people will never choose to serve God. I'm telling you. People will not understand. You know, recently I was listening to one of our bishops and he was talking about a pastor in his church. This pastor, they went, they went to have a crusade. And then when they started the crusade, they realized nobody was there. People didn't come, they advertised, but nobody showed up. Very few people. So they decided that they would go 
in the community, in the neighborhood, and just bring people. So these people, these two people, they just went and they saw this guy. Actually, there was one person. He saw this guy, and then he says, Brother, come, 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 come. Come. He says, what? He says, we are having this thing here, and I just need you to be there just for 30 minutes. Just 30 minutes. He says, why? He says, come, come, come. Let's, let's let Luke come, come. And he just dragged him like that. The guy was having a, he said, no, 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 you just come. 30 minutes, just come, come, come and see. Come, come, come. 30 minutes will be done. He says, but I'm going, he says, no, 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 no. Just 30 minutes, you can, you know. So he dragged this guy and brought him. And the guy stood there reluctantly. And during the altar call, I mean, he stood. As the message was being preached, after 30 minutes, he was still there. And at the end, at the altar call, he gave his life to Christ. He gave his life to Christ, he joined the church. He joined the church, he went to a Bible school. Today, he's a reverend minister. This son, unbeliever, he's a reverend minister. Just because somebody dragging, I tell you, people will not serve God voluntarily. You look at yourself. Look at yourself. A lot of compelling reasons. People need compelling reasons to serve God. They need to have some sickness that no doctor has medicine for. That is why poor people serve God a lot. Poor people serve God a lot. But I'm not saying you are poor. You will never be poor. You will never be poor. You the Lord has delivered you. People who cannot afford medical care, they serve God. When they are sick, they serve God. People who don't know where the next meal will come from, they serve God. People who don't have a job, they have been laid off and their rent is coming and their last rent is being paid, they serve God. And people like you, who have jobs and you don't think of where the next meal will come you don't worry about rent you live in a land where there's plenty are you listening god is not important you need a compelling reason you need a compelling reason that they have given you a diagnosis and the doctor says you have six months to leave you find yourself in the house of god are you listening they give you a diagnosis for your child and they say that this that has affected your child we don't know what what it is that he cannot eat he cannot tolerate food every time he eats he's vomiting and the child is growing lean and lean and lean and the doctors can't find a reason you will come to god because you know that with him all things are possible are you listening yeah so people need compelling reason. That is why when they don't have a compelling reason, you have to give them a compelling reason. You have to compel them to come. You have to force them to come. You have to do everything shamelessly. Anakazo, bring them. Anadea, force them. And you uh, uh, them, force them. It pull them shamelessly. Say, ah, young lady, dear lady, why are you dragging me like that? Come, 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 come. Please, come, come, come. Drag them shamelessly. Let them think that you like them. You want to go out with them. We are bringing them to the Lord.
You are not clapping for Jesus. The next one, use an akazo. Okay, you have a few minutes. Use an akazo to overcome people's excuses. Use an akazo to overcome people's excuses. Many people are full of excuses. The man in the story listened to three amazing excuses for not attending his party. However, he was not impressed by any of them. Do not be impressed by excuses. Do not be overwhelmed by excuses. Do not be overcome by excuses. I'm telling you, don't let people give you excuses and let it be good enough reason to let them go. The first excuse was about testing absent in the night. Everyone knows that no one tests absent at the night, at the time of the night. You know, so the man has bought absence. You know what are absence? They are cows. Cows. And they use them to plow the land. That is how they were farming. And that is their business. That was their business. Okay? So that was Elisha's business too. They use the absence to plow the land. So he has bought, it's like you run a taxi business or you run a transport business. And you have bought several trans, several buses or taxis, limousines. And you are paying for them. You see, I'm breaking it down so you understand. So this man, he has paid for them. He says, I have bought oxen. But in the night that the man is having his party, he says, this is the time that I'm going to try them. If they can take dinner time. It's supper the same as dinner. Yes. So at this time, this is when the man is going to try the houses. What a shock. And the next excuse, he says he has bought a piece of land. He has paid for the land. He has the papers. But at the time of the dinner, he says, I must go and check the land. I must now go and see it. You didn't see it before you paid for it. What if someone are you listening? I want you to listen very carefully. The other one, he says, I have married a wife. It's like brand new. It's brand new. Brand new married. I have married a wife. And therefore, because of that, I cannot come. He said that you cannot come. He said that. He said you cannot come. He said, I cannot come. The other one said, have me excuse. Are you listening? So if you have married a wife, come in. And I have invited you to dinner. This is your brand new wife. You couldn't take your honeymoon. And I have invited you to dinner. Why not? Why not? Is it not a great opportunity to bring your wife a party that I have invited landowners, transport businessmen, housing owners, people of wealth, is it not a great opportunity to meet people, your wife to meet your wife and be company, open doors, business opportunities, and so on and so forth? So what I'm trying to tell you is that all the excuses were lies. And that goes to show you that excuses are demonic. Excuses, they are demonic. They are designed to destroy you. They are designed to make you poor. I'm telling you. Excuses 
are the reasons why you didn't pursue that career. Excuses. Strong excuse. You give yourself strong excuses that I'm not good in math. And that reason I will not do it. Is it not true? Is it not because of math that you couldn't go to nursing school? Is it not because of chemistry that you couldn't go to nursing school? You give yourself a good reason. I know myself and you justify it. I know myself. I know myself and math. I know how I do in math. I cannot do it. Good enough excuse. Young people, let not excuse stand in your way. Let never excuse stand in your way. There is nothing that you cannot do. It is difficult, but many people have faced that difficulty and they have overcome it. Excuses are demonic to destroy you. And the same way says a demon, a demonic entity to hold you away from God. People that you invite to church, they will always give you excuses. Always give you excuses. Why they cannot come. Why they cannot come. Rise up and overcome this demon. Hallelujah. So many excuses are lies. They are all lies. They are all lies. Sometimes even as you are preaching, you are preaching to people, they make excuses in their head. Reasons why they cannot obey this word of God. True or not true? Oh, Reverend, Reverend, if Reverend knew my situation, my, it's not like that, Reverend. It's not like that. It's not like, it's different with me. Excuse. It's a demon. Jesus was preaching and the people were making excuses. And they were, and he could perceive that they were making excuses. Amen. Amen. They were making excuses and reasons. And excuses, they look very fine. They look reasonable. And they reason with you. Any demon that reasons with you and makes you understand is a very dangerous demon. Many excuses can be cannot be substantiated. A good minister must learn to see through the emptiness of excuses. He said there was a friend who was invited to church one time, and he turned he turned down the invitation, and he said it was so inconvenient. The timing is so inconvenient, and the distance was too far. Is it not the same excuse? Is it not? You see, I'm telling you, it's a demon. Is it not the same excuse why people are saying they can't come to church? The time is so convenient. The distance, the place, the new place is too far. Is this? Meanwhile, they go to work. So listen to this person. You see? So he says, I, I said to him, You are a successful businessman. Everything you want to do, you do it. You travel, you get up early every day. You even have time to visit your girlfriend who lives several kilometers, hundreds of kilometers away. How come you have no time for God? I told him, if you really want to do something, you can do it. I'm telling you, anything you want to do, you can do it. Anything you want to do, you can do it. If you were not the pastor and you were me, you would not be in church today. I'm telling you. You will not be in church. I'm telling you. 
I came from work from yesterday morning to this morning. I have work and I'm here. Would you come? No. If you were you. Now the reason why I choose to work this way is so that I'll have Sunday off. So that I'll be here on Sunday. You see? So the excuses is because you don't want to do it. And I can make excuses and I say my work requires that I work Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. I, because of that, I can't come. You have to re- relax, relax and get some strength for tomorrow. I can't come. I have to work again tomorrow. So you have to relax and sleep all day. My colleagues who work and get off this morning, they go to sleep all day so they can be at work again tomorrow. Are we not going to have meetings? Yes. Are we not going to have meetings yes. and meetings yes. and stay here until whenever, until we get home? What time do we get home? Sometimes very late nights. And you have to rise up and go. The, listen, seven God in this world, there is no way, any place where it's any convenience, be fine for you to serve God. You have to be a soul yourself. You have to be a soul yourself into serving God. Force to serve God. Hallelujah. So stop the excuses. We are tired of the excuses. Who are the, some of the few people that overcame your excuses last night? They are, they are not lifting up their hands. Who is that? He says, excuses, excuses. Some people do not pay their tithes because they claim they have no money. What, how much money they spend on other things? How much money? You don't have money. You can't, my rent is this, my rent, is, I can't pay tithe. But every time you see a flash screen TV, suddenly you have money. You have bought flat screen TV, you have bought the one that is scared, you have bought the one that backwards, all kinds of And you have money. You see, anything you want to do. I say that excuses are demons. Amen. So use an account to overcome people's lies. You must learn to overcome the lies and excuses of the people you leave. Amen. But center leaders, overcome their lies. Excuses are lies. Amen. No matter how sound they sound, they are lies. Use an occasion to make a way. So in all spheres of life, in all spheres of life, you have to make a way. What differentiates the successful person from the unsuccessful is the ability to overcome excuses. Young people say amen. You see, if I was your age and I was listening to this message, man, I'm sharing something very important with you. Overcome every excuse. Anytime you find an excuse not to do something, see that you are being attacked. Amen. Says, I believe in one thing. If you really want to do something, you make a way. If you really want to do something, you make a way. If you do not want to do something, you make an excuse. Yes. The man, this Anakazo man, did not make an excuse of the people's excuses 
and cancel his party. He didn't accept it. He overcame the excuses and said, forget them. Go out. There are people who will come in without excuses and beg them to come in. And he had his party. He made a way to have his party. Amen. Amen. Find a way to overcome every excuse that people place before you. Hallelujah. And then this, it says, use anakazo to go out of your usual circle of friends. Use anakazo. Everyone has a circle of friends. The usual thing is to stay within your circle of friends and acquaintances. However, anyone who wants to be used by God must move out of your regular groups. You know, life is like that. If you want to be successful, there are certain groups of people that you have to move away from. You are in school. The friends that you move with, their best is 80, 80%. And you say you want to do well in school. How are you going to do well if you are going to be friends with this 80% group? Your best, this is your best. Your best will be 70 or 78. So you have to move away from this group that makes 80. We have all done that. We have all done that. Anyone who will be successful and do well in school, you move with people who do well. Anyone who wants to do well in life, you move with people who are doing well. You can never do well if your circle is with the same group of backwardness, backward thinking, cutting classes, late in class. Any friend who is perpetually late is not a friend that you should move with. Any co-worker, any co-worker constantly complaining about your supervisor is not someone you should hang out with. You will never do well. You will never be promoted. I'm telling you, you will never receive promotion. Constantly complaining about bosses and supervisors, you will gather and they are talking about bosses and you will never be promoted. I'm telling you, it's the truth. It's the truth. We grew up together. You know, we stay the same now. We come from the same place. We have been friends since childhood. You can be friends since childhood and continue to be friends. You will remain the same way. I'm telling you. And the same way, if we want to do well spiritually, we have to move with people who yearn to do well. This friend who doesn't pray, doesn't do his quiet time, he just come to church on Sunday, so he, and that is your closest friend. Gossiping, gossiping, talking about pastors, talking about the church, everything this person is against. That is your close friend. How can you do well? How can you do well? He's speaking against the church, he was, he's with you. He's talking about the church, he's with you. He's talking about what we are planning, he's with you. He's talking about the preaching is too long, he's with you. Be quiet, I'm done with my message. Amen. Amen. And the last one. The last one. You don't like my message. If you take this message seriously, you do well. See, the rich man, he normally will not flow with maimed, blind people, sick people. He invited his circle of friends. He invited people who own lands and asked him, businessmen. But he realized that if I'm really going to fill my house and enjoy life and be happy, 
This is not a circle, I should move it. And so he moved out of that circle. Go to the highways and the byways and compel them to come. Lastly, use an akazo as long as there is room in your church. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for the Lord and stand to your feet. I told you I'll be done. Rise to your feet. Lift up your hands and pray for the spirit of an akazo. You realize that it is not only to fill the house of God, but anything you are going to do to progress and be successful, you need a spirit. You need a spirit of anakazo. The anakazo spirit. The compelling spirit. Oh Lord, give us this spirit. The spirit that overcomes excuses in the name of Jesus. Father, give us the compelling spirit. In the name of Jesus, to build your church, Lord, give us this compelling spirit of an apostle. In the name of Jesus, fill our hearts with compelling spirit to compel many into your house, to compel many to serve you. In the name of Jesus, Father, may we refuse to take excuses, may we refuse to take excuses and to accept excuses. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Our lives are changed. Our lives are transformed. There's a new spirit that is upon this church. A new spirit of an apostle to compel many into the house of God. Father, we are moving forward. We are moving forward. We are becoming like a man in Luke 14, like an apostle man, to fill your house, oh God, with all means, shamelessly to fill your house. In the name of Jesus, that we will go outside of our circles to invite many into your kingdom. We give you glory, we give you honor, we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Listen, listen to me, listen to me. You know, any excuse, are you listening? Yes. Any excuse that will take you away from God. Or that will make you forsake anything to do with God is a demon. There is no good excuse. Listen to me very carefully. There is no excuse good enough, good enough, good enough to keep you away from God. There is no excuse that is so good that staying away from God is okay. There is no, there is no good thing, in other words, there is no good thing in this world. That is so good enough to keep you away from God. No good enough. So when you have that situation that is keeping you away from God, don't sit well with it. Don't be comfortable and feel that it is okay. Because that is what that demon of excuse does. It gives you the okay and sit well with you. It's a demon and do not accept it. Father, we thank you for this new spirit. Giving us the eye to identify this demon in the name of Jesus. May we not sit comfortably in our situation that has kept us away from you. In the name of Jesus. We are grateful. We are thankful. In Jesus' name. Receive the spirit of Amakazo. Let that spirit fill your heart right now. In the name of Jesus, let a compelling spirit be in you to compel yourself first to serve God. That compelling spirit that you yearn, you yearn, you always will have a compelling reason to be in the presence of God. 
in the name of Jesus. Let nothing take you away from God. Amen. Now with all eyes closed and every head bowed, I want to pray for anyone who is here who wants to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. You want to welcome Jesus Christ into your life. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I, I need Jesus. I need Jesus. I want to be saved. I need Jesus. I do not want to die and go to hell. I want Jesus. If that is your prayer, wherever you are, just lift up your hand, wherever you are, and I'll pray with you. You are saying, Pastor, pray with me. I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. You are watching with us on Zoom, and that is your prayer. I want to pray with you as well. Is there anyone here like that? You want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Father, we thank you. Lift up your hands, everyone, and say this prayer with me. It is okay. Lift up your hands and say this prayer with me. Mean it and say this. And say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I come to you with all my sins. Please accept me and forgive me. Please wash me with your precious blood. This afternoon, I accept you as my Lord and as my Savior. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Take control of my life. Lord Jesus, please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. We believe you have been blessed with this powerful message. Come worship with us at the Kodesh Family Church located at 1810 Randall Avenue, Bronx, New York at 2 p.m. every Sunday. God bless you.